Good morning, guys, and welcome to episode 66. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with Shannon Thomas. She's the owner and chief marketer and seller for Pura Villas in the Southern Pacific area of Costa Rica. It's an area that's seeing huge development at the moment. The areas of Dominicao, Uvita, and Ojachao. I actually spent all week down there uh, last week looking at property for a client. Uh, I think we found it. We're going to be going out next week and taking a look at it, so we shall see. But Shannon and her, her team manage basically some of the most luxurious homes in the Southern Pacific area, uh, everywhere, as I mentioned there, from Man Juan Antonio to Ojachao. Uh, she and her business is known for delivering outstanding service uh, and experience in luxury villas. So we're going to be chatting to her today about revenue maximization, uh, what experiences guests are looking for, and also if you're building a home um, and wanting to rent, what to make sure it has, how many bedrooms, its amenities, locations, etc. Remember, guys, if you want to ask uh, any questions to Shannon, all of her contact details will be in the bottom. I think that for anyone that's building here in Costa Rica, important to speak to property managers, uh, especially if you're looking for returns, because they'll give you invaluable information on basically kind of what to do. Uh, you know, stuff like make sure the rooms have their own bathrooms and typically make sure that they're all the same size as well. Um, but anyway, but remember, guys, if you have any questions for me or need any help with anything, quite a lot of you are actually starting to reach out now looking for land, looking for investment advice. I uh, actually had quite a few investment groups reach out to me um, and are contacting me to help them find the property that they're looking for here in Costa Rica. Um, but anyway, you can email me um, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Let's get straight into it. Good morning, Shannon. How are you doing? I am great. How are you doing? Very, very good. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us today. I know that we spent some time uh, last week and I thought it was uh, I thought it was good to get you on the podcast to discuss vacation rentals as I know that you manage some of the uh, more luxurious rentals in the Uvita, Dominicao, or Hachau area. Um, and a lot of people are looking to invest in a property down here and potentially looking for returns or maybe not or a good property management company. Um, so it's going to be great to get your perspective. Great. Well, we're happy to share. Um, we're a small boutique company uh, called Pura Villas, Pura Villas, and uh, we're happy to share what we've learned. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been pretty crazy two years, Shannon. I mean, we discussed it the other day over coffee. Um, you know, we went from borders closed to, you know, I mean, basically not being able to keep up with the, uh, you know, kind of the bounce back. But I mean, what trends are you seeing in the vacation rental market at the moment? It, well, I think the most obvious would be we're, first of all, we've never seen more interest in vacation rentals. I think people with the pandemic are uh, looking for more and more vacation rentals um, as they look for uh, the privacy, the little bit more space that vacation rentals can offer and less contact. So folks that used to go to maybe hotels and resorts are telling us, we want to try out the vacation rental scene. Um, Whereas we used to go to a big resort, we're not feeling as comfortable with it. And they're also realizing that some of the amenities that the hotels and resorts offer, we can also offer. We can get that private chef um, creating, you know, personalized, fantastic, world-class meals, in-room massages, on-call concierge. So we can get them a lot of those same amenities that they're used to in the resorts. Um, and they can come with their bubble. So I think we've seen an uptick in interest and a, a little bit wider market than we had seen before, folks that maybe weren't going to vacation rentals before. Um, 
We're also seeing a change in the length of the stay, where it was common for people to want to go to many different locations before, so they'd only stay with us maybe three, four, five days. We're seeing more interest in folks who want to stay a week or two. Yep. They want to move around less, they want to travel less, and they want to stay in one location longer. Um, at least in our end, that's what we're seeing. Um, and then the hard part of it, we're seeing folks book a, not as far out in the future. I think people just don't want to commit. So it can be unnerving least, sometimes, right? It can. Seeing those so gaps think, on the calendar a couple of weeks before and being like, is it going to fill up or is it not? Exactly. So we used to have people book, you know, six, eight, nine months out. Now we're seeing people booking mostly two, maybe three months out, a lot of last minute bookings and and so, yes, I've had some homeowners say, wow, the calendar's not looking great this year, but it ends up getting filled. It's just yeah. that, and I, and I get it, people, you know, I, I'm in the same boat. You don't want to commit when you don't know what next variant or wave or change in policy is going to do to travel. So things are filling in, but they're not filling in as far out in the future, if that makes sense. And I guess probably finally and most obviously, everybody's asking for a workspace and internet speed. There's a lot of people coming to work from home. And, uh, you know, as working from home becomes the norm and more accepted, people want to know that they can travel and still get some of that work in. Um, and uh, so there's never been more important time for a dedicated workspace and fast internet than than we have now. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how many people, you know, are worried about internet here in Costa Rica. And I'm like, guys, I mean, we have great internet here in Costa Rica. Um, you know, a lot of, I know in the, in the your guys area, you have a pretty good fire optic network there, right? We do. It's, it's, it's really amazing. You know, some of our, our villas are tucked away in the jungle and we have fabulous fiber optic. Um, we do back a lot of them up with UPSs. So if there's a little, power outage that they're backed up um but no we have fantastic internet we have a we've had ceos come and stay with us and work from home we've had you know it folks that really need to stay connected and, and they've had really no issue at all so it it works out well <laughs> it does now yeah. a lot of a lot of the listeners listening into this are either looking to kind of you know invest in down here in costa rica probably a lot of them are looking to invest in a rental property down here you know, and, I, you know, a lot of questions are, hey, Rich, what returns do you think we can expect? And I think that's a difficult question to ask, but I'm going to ask it to you. But like, what do you think that the returns that people could be potentially looking at? I mean, what would be the average, would you say? That is a tough question. And it's a tough question because there's so many different factors. So there's really a range. Um, those factors include, you know, how much did they buy the property for? What was their initial investment? Sometimes we're not privy to that. Um, and sometimes they get a good deal, sometimes not as good a deal. Um, and then it's, it's also their vision for their property and the visions change. So we have some guests, for instance, we have a beautiful home, but they uh, book out a lot of the high season and a lot of the year, frankly, with friends and family. So they're, and they don't charge their friends and family. So their return is very low. Yep. Um, and we have others that take the money that comes in and reinvested in the property. So it started as a beautiful villa. They're now saying, you know what? We'd love to have a rancho, an extra casita, an extra little house, guest house. So they're adding value to their property rather than pocketing the return. 
Yep. And then we have others who are in it for the business. You know, they really want that return. So they keep that calendar fully open, especially in high season. If they're going to come enjoy it personally, they come in low season and they see a much higher return. So I would say the range there is anywhere from 5% on the ones that don't rent very often or reinvest most of it in their property to the one to maybe as high as 30% for those who really keep their calendar open and uh, are are seeing it more as a a business for the return. So it can be high. It just, there's a lot of factors in there. What is unique about that 30% return property? Because you don't often hear that here in Costa Rica, but like in your opinion, if I said to you, okay, Shannon, I want to build a high returning home in your area. Like what would be your advice? How many bedrooms? What should it have? Like what are the things that I should be thinking about? In my opinion, in our area, there's a, there's definitely a few factors that make a good rental property. Um, first of all, three to four bedroom, definitely no smaller than three or four bedroom. Um, size is important because keep in mind, you can have a two bedroom and it can do really well, but your expenses aren't that much lower than a four or five, six bedroom. You still got to pay the pool guy. You've still got to pay the, the gardener. You've still got to pay the housekeeping. And you can't charge as high of a rate because it's a much smaller property. Um, So you might do really well in terms of occupancy, but your return is going to be much lower just because those expenses aren't as offset. So if you have a larger property, you can charge a higher higher rate and that offsets those expenses. Um, So yeah, I I would say our best seller is three to five bedrooms. Yep. I would say probably, yeah, a good middle ground, four bedrooms. You know, you can get a couple families in there. Those do really well. Huge factors would be view. Everybody wants view, especially ocean view. So as much of a view as you can offer, they want a quiet area, potentially where you can see wildlife. So they don't want to be right on a road. They don't want to be right in the middle of a city, but they don't want to be 20, 30 minutes down a bumpy road. So Included, but not too far flung, which is a kind of a hard balance to, to um, accommodate. And they want good internet, air conditioning, at least in the bedrooms. Um, and uh, to be honest, what sells is the photography. Invest in that photography up front. Invest in professional photography. Um, and you will have higher rate of bookings. I think that's great feedback. You know, I'm always encouraging, you know, I'm, I'm helping uh, some clients build a property in Hacienda Panillo in Guanacaste at the moment. And we started off with three rooms. We're now currently at six because I was like, guys, the more rooms that you have, the more you're going to get per night. And it really doesn't cost that much more to build rooms. Like the return yep. is a lot higher, but also is you're putting yourself in rarefied air because like typically three bedrooms and below is about 75% of rentals. And then you get to fours and fives and sixes. And the more that you go up, the less, you know, I mean, basically competition that you have in those, in, in, in those, in that, you know, area. Totally agree. I wouldn't, there's also the other end of it though. I wouldn't go, you know, above six bedroom, you then have a smaller market too, right? Correct. Um, less people, at least in a pandemic, especially people wanting to rent with, for that big of a group, but four five, six, you're in this nice little middle area where you're not quite a hotel and you're above what you said, 75% of the other rentals. So it's a nice little window to be in. 
I agree. I agree. Well, let's talk because a lot of people are looking to build homes at the moment. They're looking to buy land and also kind of develop and build homes here. Um, the reason being, of course, there's just not that much available at the moment. I mean, even in your area where you are in Uvita Dominicao, I mean, there aren't that many homes for sale, like luxury homes, right? A lot of them are already sold. So yep. pe people are turning to now building. Um, I mean, yes. what advice would you give to anyone that's looking to do that? Because, I mean, people should really come to people like you, Shannon, when they're looking to build um, or to people like me and be like, OK, what should I do and what should I not do? Totally agree. We're building a house right now, so I'm happy to share. It's been an adventure and uh, it's very exciting. I think new builds are the best. You can buy properties, um, but then you're buying potentially problems with those properties. You don't know much about them. And what I can tell you, it's a beautiful area. It's one of the fastest growing areas where we live here in the South Pacific. Uh, Costa Rica in general is, is a great place to invest. Um, but the jungle takes back quickly. <laughs> yes. So what works in other countries, other places may not work here. The materials you use in other countries and other places may not work well here. Um, we've got very high humidity, lots of months of rain. Um, and all of those take a toll, you know, lots of sunlight, they take a toll on, on the houses. So I would urge people to really consider the materials they're using, make sure they're adequate for the environment. And that may, may take turning to a professional or doing a bunch of research. Um, I would say, don't go with the first builder you meet, make sure you interview a lot of builders and uh, work with somebody who you feel you have a great relationship with that's very communicative. Um, get some good recommendations, ask around what other people think, ask to see the houses they've built in the past. Um, we ended up choosing our builder because I had the fortune of managing four of the houses he'd built. So I was able to see these houses withstood time. They did a great, you know, great job. They were adequate for the environment. Um, not everybody has that opportunity, but ask around, talk to the people in the community, find out who does a great job, find out who communicates well, um, but also realize that the cost of materials is going up, worldwide shipping issues, um, and things take a little bit longer in Costa Rica. So if you've got an estimated build time uh, of six months, it's likely to run a little bit longer. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. usually nine to 12. Yes, exactly. Um, we are building a three bedroom. My biggest regret, I wish we'd made it a four bedroom. Yeah. Exactly for the reason you're mentioning. Um, so next time around, four, four plus bedroom. What else do you think people should consider when they actually build it, especially if they want to rent it? Like what other stuff should it have? What stuff should they consider? Absolutely an owner's closet. That's what we refer to. If you plan to come and use it yourself, yep. that is a secure usually dry closet. Um, so usually we have a, um, a dehumidifier in there running to keep it dry where you can keep your personal items. Um, as a rental, you don't wanna leave all your personal or special items out. Um, so that's a place where you can just keep those items that you really like. Um, in terms of outfitting a house, um, I recommend, well, we do more luxury. So we recommend higher end but not irreplaceable. So, you know, higher end linens, but not something that's difficult to find or replace in Costa Rica. Yep. Um, and, and multiples of them. Higher end uh, silverware, kitchen items, glasses, but nothing, you know, not some kind of heirloom crystal 
yep. that, you know, because accidents happen, they do, that you can't replace in Costa Rica. Um, if you want to keep those items in your home, it is your home, then use that owner's closet. You know, you can have your set of special sheets uh, or your set of, you know, crystal that you keep in your owner's closet and pull out while you're visiting. Um, so that would be a big one just to plan for that space. Um, I would also say plan for, uh, we get groups with different compositions. So a lot of times people want those adjoining bathrooms. They don't want to share bathrooms Um, or very rarely do they want to share bathrooms. So I would recommend rooms with their own uh, bathrooms and uh, and large common areas. So people can be together if if you're looking to rent, be together, but also have their own privacy is is something people really look for. I think those would be the main the main about, things that I would recommend. You'd mentioned um, electricity a while back. I mean, what about backup generators, solar? I mean, how much do you think that, you know, they should be a consideration? Huge consideration. Uh, electricity in Costa Rica is, and I'm glad you asked, is very expensive and at the same time, very unreliable. We have power outages regularly. Um, backup generators can help bridge those um, because a lot of the folks we have, are coming from countries, you know, the guests are coming from countries where they're not used to power outages. They're in the middle of the jungle, they get freaked out when the power goes out, or they're trying to work from home, have an important conference call, and the power goes out. So we do try to incorporate um, generators. The problem with generators is you then have to have the gas, and there's the noise element, and the maintenance element. Solar is absolutely the best option. Solar with a backup battery but it is more expensive, but it is a well, um, a worthwhile investment. In my opinion, it's very much a worthwhile investment because in the long run, you'll save money on the electricity. The return on investment is fairly low for here in Costa Rica because the expense of electricity is so high um, and you'll have a more seamless guest experience. I agree on the solo. I remember speaking to a woman who was actually living, she built a home in Chontales just further down south. Yeah. Um, yeah. And her bill used to be around about 800 bucks a month and she put solar in and it cut it in half. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's insane the impact that solar could have. And, you know, I mean, you know, 400 bucks a month, that's nearly $5,000 a year. I mean, the whole system, she said, cost her about $9,000. So, you know, in like three years, she had it paid for. Yeah. And it depends how much, you know, you can do a solar system that's that covers all of your usage. You can do a solar system that covers part of your usage. You can back it up with backup batteries that back up just part of your um, your electronics or, or all of them, whole house um, backup. It really, it can be tailored to your needs and your budget. So I do highly recommend it. Um, and uh, and yeah, I really you know can't urge people to, to consider solar more, um, yeah. I think that's great. I mean, I mean, I really think people should use the, I mean, we get tons of sun here. So use it guys, like, you know, and again, with electricity being so expensive, you know, you can offset some of that uh, with the solar, but let's change gears a little bit with the gap in the market. I always like to ask people, you know, because it's always interesting to see where people believe the gap in the market is at the moment. But I mean, where do you think the gap in the area where you live, you know, in the Southern Pacific, you know, where, where, what is it? I would say it's, monthly rentals or medium to long-term rentals. I get calls. We focus more on short-term rentals, um, vacation rentals, mostly because most of our our clients like to have access to their homes. And uh, usually you can have a higher earning potential in in short-term 
That being said, there's such a demand and such a shortage of monthly or and medium to long term. When I say medium to long term, anything from one to three months to 12 months, um, there just isn't any. I get calls at least three to four times a week with people begging me with budgets of anywhere from, you know, several hundred, it's unrealistic, to $15,000 a month. You know, you could really make some good income. And there's just not availability. We, for instance, have reservations in the future. So we can't offer somebody, even if they have a huge budget, we can't offer somebody a yearly rental. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, if I had some extra investment money or it was a builder or a developer, I'd put in some really nice condos with monthly rentals, um, you know, very family friendly. And I think they'd stay full all the time. I think it would be a, a great gap to fill. How many rooms do you think that they should have? Two, three? Uh, two to four. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I would say. Actually, you know what? I'm going to revise that. I'd say, I think that they should have two to three bedrooms. Okay. Um, most of the time it's, you know, it's a, either a young family or couple. I, I think that's great. I mean, I've been saying for probably two years now that there was a huge lack in this country of long-term rentals because everybody's chasing short-term rentals. Uh, and exactly. why... You know, I mean, short-term rentals are great, but there's a lot of moving parts in short-term rentals. There's not so much yes. in short-term rentals. So it's consistent income, um, you know, and it's predictable. So Yeah. And, and it's less expense. The, because you have so many moving parts in a short-term rental, you can earn more, but you also have more expenses. Yep. Um, you know, you're going to have more housekeeping. You've got to get that housekeeper in there before between every guest, um, every set of guests. You know, you've really got to have, you're going to have a little more wear and tear on, on your property. Um, so it, you can make good money with long-term rentals as well. Like I said, most of our clients just want to have access to their homes. Yep. Um, and we've rented, you know, we have some rentals on the books further out. So it, it's a bit tough for us, but I think it's a, a gap that somebody could do really well in. I agree. I think all over the country, there is a huge lack of long-term rentals. So where is the place, I like to always ask people, where is the place in Costa Rica that you like to go? You know, the off the kind of the beaten path uh, area. Oh, that's a tough one. I, um, I was born and raised in the country with adventurous parents. So you I'm know, still I've been blown all... away that you were born in Costa Rica. Like you've lived here yes. your whole life. I don't know why, but yeah. Yes. Uh, well, American background, I probably look and sound very American, but I was born and raised here. Um, and my parents very adventurous. I've backpacked the entire Corcovado National Park. I've paddled the, most of the canals in Tartugueros. I've been to far flung. I think right now my favorite is a little mountain valley called Bajos del Toro. Um, it's becoming more well known, but it's still a little bit off the beaten track. It's a, a little valley with an even tinier little village um, tucked in these between mountains and volcanoes. And if you like waterfalls, it literally has dozens of waterfalls. And some of them are bright celestial blue um, due to the volcanic minerals in them. And they're stunning. They're beautiful. So if you're into hiking, if you're into chasing waterfalls, it's, it's a complete paradise. I or El Silencio Lodge is there, right? El Silencio Lodge is there, which is beautiful, great place. Um, I highly recommend it. I guess the other one more locally would be Arco Beach. Um, yeah which is not well known because you do have to hike into it. But it's, I don't know uh, what Arco Beach is. Oh, it's amazing. It's technically part of the park and it's uh, part of Marino Ballena National Park. Okay. And it, 
It's uh, tucked away between two of the beaches in the national park. It's about a 15 minute walk, unless you stop to chat with the monkeys and then it might take you a little bit longer. And it's gorgeous. You'll hardly ever see another person, maybe one other family. Um, there's caves on the beach. There's a waterfall that falls on the beach and it's just stunning. It, it's really beautiful. Oh. I'm a little reluctant to share it because it's our favorite local sh- secret, but uh, yeah, that's, that's probably another one of my favorites. I'm going to have to get the uh, location from you because I'm, I'm back down in Ovita next week. So uh, it'd be good to go and, go and see it. I will share with you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I think you've answered this question already, but just to kind of just go over it again. I mean, what have you personally invested in and why? Well, we are personally building um, a spec house, a speculation house. Yep. Um, we're doing a three bedroom, two and a half bath. Um, with a private pool. Private pool is another thing I'd highly recommend. Everybody wants a pool in this area. Ocean view, beautiful in the jungle. Um, You know, the real estate market, it's a bull market right now. So I I highly recommend investing in any kind of real estate in Costa Rica right now. It's just, you can't go wrong. Um, And because it's such a good market, we're also buying an existing home to flip. Um, So that's, we're putting it all in on, on real estate right now. Wow. Well, I mean, I think that's that's a great move. I mean, you know, I speak to a lot of people looking to invest, you know, from the States. I think that the sense that they're getting is the market is a little overheated in the US and that like, again, if they invested 500,000 today, what would that be worth in a year or two, just because they don't know how much, you know, equity spread there is actually in it. Whereas here in Costa Rica is, there is a, you know, a, still a lot of spread still available here. There is, and it's still, depending on the area, you can still get it at an affordable price. Um, and uh, there's just more and more interest. And uh, again, born and raised in Costa Rica, Costa Rica just keeps getting interest. There's a stability. There's yep. always an attraction to Costa Rica um, because of the stability, because of the healthy lifestyle it affords, because it's beautiful. Um, so I think you really can't go wrong. Um, I think, you know, you buy a house, you build a house right now, it absolutely will go up in value. I agree, I agree. I mean, I think we, I think you've answered this anyway. If you inherited $500,000 and you had to invest it into a business or real estate, what would you do with it? Again, you'd build a spec home. I mean, basically you'd buy a property like you do it, like you mentioned, either build it and then flip it, right? Yeah, I think the only thing I'd do differently again would be four plus bedrooms. I yep. wish we'd gone with the four plus bedrooms. So yes, I think I'd do another spec home. I think I'd do a new construction because I enjoy the process. We've really enjoyed the process. Um, and I think the return is greater than with existing homes. Um, so yeah, I'd acquire a, a property, do a spec house, um, but at least four bedrooms. Shannon, just to give people an idea, and I know this might be a difficult question, but maybe just a range here. I mean, how much would someone be looking for, say, you know, in the Southern Pacific area, let's say, or Vito or Chao, for a one acre piece of ocean view land, would you say? Ocean view, it, that's a little bit higher. Um, you know, I'm really not in real estate, okay. so it's, it's a bit difficult to, to say. Um, lots here vary drastically in size, yep. but I'd say Ocean View, and I can't tell you the exact size, um, starts at 100 to 120,000 yep. and goes on up depending on the size. And not only the size, but how much view is it? Whitewater? Is it just a you know window of an ocean view? Um, so it really depends. Yeah. 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 I mean, I. 100 up to three, 300,000. It's, it's a big range. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's exactly the number that I had in mind anyway, just because I spent all my last week looking at property in that area. So it was kind of a loaded okay. question. But um, okay. 
but is that anyway, what you found as well? Yeah, I mean, we found, I, I mean, I was looking for larger stuff around three to five acres. Um, okay. You know, in the Uvita area, it was a lot more expensive. We were probably getting, you know, probably around the two to three acres for about okay. anywhere from two to $300,000 with a bit of ocean view. And as we went yeah. down to Ohachau, you know, we were getting it for like, you know, anywhere from 120 up to like $200,000. So, um, yeah. you know, and I personally love Ohachau. I think Ohachau is kind of the next area to really pop as they, they would say um yeah just because Agreed. of the that's where i live okay yeah okay <laughs> we live in Ohio. Ohio. this is where we're investing and in building um as well we we totally agree we think it's the next uh, the next in area um we're yeah. seeing a lot of interest it's growing tremendously it's got enough going on uh, with a handful of really good restaurants some of the yep. best in the country i'd venture yes. to say a private school um and it's got not just beach, but mountains, waterfalls, rivers. So it's a great place to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's a more natural kind of, it's a rainforest setting. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of the it things is. that people dream of Costa Rica, because again, Guanacaste is dry and dusty this time of year. And the southern area still has waterfalls and rivers and it's green. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, awesome, Shannon. This has been amazing. I'm sure it's been very useful for anyone listening in here that's looking to uh, invest in Costa Rica and especially in the Southern Zone. Um, I think that anyone that's looking to build a home, I would highly suggest speaking to Shannon uh, and even having her manage your property as well, because I know that you like, I mean, you've got some of the most, I would say, higher end luxurious properties and you guys do an amazing job. So, Well, thank you. And we're really looking forward to continuing to work with your group. Costa Rica Vacations is amazing. So we're we're looking forward to working with you guys and uh, happy to answer any questions, share what I've learned along the way. Awesome. Um, so please do feel free to reach out to me. Well, great. Shannon, thanks very much and have a great day. You too. Take care. Hey guys, another great interview there with Shannon at Porto Villas. As you can see, she's a wealth of knowledge and incredible that some of her properties are actually making 30% returns. That's insane. But I suppose if you have a high-end property here, you know, it's an, and making 30%, I mean, you'd basically need to be making on like a million-dollar property $300,000 a year clearing that. So, uh, again, it's probably a larger property. I didn't go more into the details. I don't think she wanted to give specifics on which actual property is. If I had to guess, I'm going to say it's probably in the four- to five-room, maybe six-room category. Um, you know, very luxurious pool uh, and some really high-end services there. So, you know, I mean... <clears throat> The actual structure of the property is important, but also the services that come with it uh, and the experiences as well are vital. So, but anyway, anyone that wants to reach out to me personally, guys, feel free to uh, actually a few of you have reached out and said uh, just basically kind of just some words, words of, uh, uh, of just saying thank you very much for doing all of this. Uh, it's great to just be able to contact people. If anyone wants to have a chat, feel free to. Uh, it's info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica. Uh, I'm Richard Bexton, your host, and I look forward to future podcasts, guys. Catch you later. Bye.